Rolling Dutch. Every so often we do get up just to make sure the camera's still running. Or like to make sure how long it's going. Yeah. Battery charged. Yeah. So we started that shit show too. Do you want to do every, what should we do every 10 minutes? Get up and make sure it's rolling? Because we don't want to keep talking and then we get to like 40 minutes to get up. We can do every 20 stopped. minutes. Every 20 minutes? Uh, okay, I, can, I think I think every 10 minutes. Really I can good. look every 10 minutes. Because I'm the closest. Okay. Is it? Okay. Check one. Check. Check two. Where did I put my drink? Oh, this is, no, this is, this is mine. <laughs> I feel like this is too heavy, but it goes with my outfit. <laughs> That's a good boy, Susie. Good boy, Susie. Another one. They're in the over there? No, 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 that's better. Really. I am continuity. I was like, what the fuck did I get? Is it bubbly? Oh shoot, uh, this one can't be right there. Uh, we we found out it was blocking. It, it was like her voice a little bit. So how about ne next to you, right there on the table? He's like, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> There we go. Alright. Are they You ready? <laughs> yeah. Hi! How's it going? Um, I'm Madeline. I'm Michael. And today is a very special day because we have two very special people that mean the most to us in our lives <laughs> called my papa, Joe Sam Santana, and my stepmom, M.A. Santana. Stands for Michael Ashley. And today I'm dressed up as Avor, and we will be explaining that later. Yes. <laughs> um, now tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, Joe Sam Santana, uh, the father of my beautiful daughter over here, and <laughs> can we start over? Can we start? Yes. Over? I, I, I had something to say, and I totally just freaking. No, you, you, like, what am I supposed to say though? Can I be your godmom and stepmom? <laughs> I can say, I say godmom and stepmom. You decide. Um, what am I supposed to say something about myself? Like, anything. Yeah, anything. I don't like, even know what to say now. I, I had something in my okay. head. It's okay. Um, you could say. Do we have to say something about yourself? You were a construction worker before your back broke, and now you are a stay at home dad. <laughs> Do we have to say something about ourselves? <laughs> you don't have to. You can literally just say, I don't feel like can it. Can I just say, mm hmm? <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um. I don't feel like I could say anything about myself right now. Maybe it, okay. maybe it'll be explanatory throughout the thing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had something and it all sounded stupid when it started no, to come out. It's like, this don't. Would be really cool if we were just recording like this. I don't we know. are. We can we're, gonna, we're gonna have this in here. Definitely. <laughs> we um, are. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, this jacket. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say about yourself? Can we just start over? Okay. okay. <laughs> no, we'll start over. I don't want this jacket anymore. This can be in the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta introduce the dogs too. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. We should start. You wanna say hi? How's it going on, like in unison? Yeah. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. 
Okay. Hi, Hi, how's, how's it going? going? I'm Madeline. And I'm Michael. <laughs> and today is a very special day. We're joined by one, two, three, four, five guests called Louie, M.A. Santana, known as my stepmom, godmother, um, <laughs> Cupcake, my papa, Joe Sam Santana, Joe. <laughs> and Scarlett. <laughs> um, so, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing cheers. Great to have yeah, you guys here. Cheers. Mm. What are you drinking? Uh, caveman. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look awfully dressed up today. Thank you. Yeah. What? What is? What are you? Mm. We'll be talking about this later, but mm-hmm. I dressed up as a character named Avor from. Um, a little bit this way, please. <laughs> please, so the audience. <laughs> from, from Valhalla. Uh, it's a Viking video game, and I just felt really compelled to. Uh, Dressed like this, especially because I'm going to be talking about mental illness today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She did this herself. <laughs> she came out of the room, she's like, I'm ready, guys. <laughs> so, is there anything you'd like to share about, like, um, regarding mental illness and stuff? We're going to talk about that. And I remember um, always having deep conversations about them when it came to, like, mental illness and, like, their life and their story, which is really cool. And... We actually, yeah. it's it's really cool that when we have these conversations about mental health and the things that we go through as a family, you know, when this podcast isn't rolling, we get together, we sit at a table, uh, we'll sit outside, inside during like dinner and meals, and we'll just have conversations about our day and just like, you know, the things that we can all share and relate to, because we yeah. feel like it opens, up, it opens us up more to just like understanding each other. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. So regarding mental illness, how do you feel like you connect with that? You know, like, how do you feel like in your life that's something that has weighed you down or brought you up? You know, is there anything that you have to say about? Well, according to mental illness, uh, it's a very broad term. It goes way, way, way back with (laughs) different things that's happened in people's lives. Like, um, and it has a lot to do with your upbringing. It has a lot to do with what you watch and what you do in life, like play video games and, and different stuff like that. But um, for me, I had a rough childhood and I was abused. I was molested and beaten and I was a product of foster foster homes. And uh, so I had a lot of confusion in my head because I wasn't taught properly how to be either a man or just a person in general. I just had to figure it all out on my own. and. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was, uh, I think I was 19 or 20, and they just automatically gave me medicine. Boom, you're gonna take medicine, take lithium, I think was the first one, and and they didn't really talk to me, like I never actually talked to a therapist, yeah. and they never really cared to see why I was feeling this way, they just automatically labeled me this way. Hmm. And then um, I said, okay, and just start taking medicine, and I didn't feel better, I never felt better, it was always confusing to me and um, yeah and the actually the first therapist I talked to started crying when I told her what was going on with me and I was like why the fuck are you crying it's like you're supposed to be helping me and you're over here crying so I just walked out and I was angry and and whatnot but it was uh, it was an interesting experience going through that and eventually I stopped taking medicine and and just learned to deal with what I'm going through what point in life did you feel like you're like, wait a minute, this medicine isn't helping, like I feel like this is like just throwing me in a spiral and this isn't the answer. Like what did you, what point in your life did you realize that? Um, I remember when you 
were about six months old, seven months old, and they had me on Seroquel, Klonopin, uh, Depakote, Wellbutrin, lithium. No, I wasn't doing lithium anymore. Doing lithium. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like smoking strong. lithium anymore. <laughs> but um, they had me on that, and I had went to sleep, put you to bed, went to sleep, and I vaguely remember you crying, and then I woke up the next morning like, what the heck, and you were, you were sick. And I couldn't get up because of the medicine that they were giving me. So I decided that morning, fuck that. I'm not taking this medicine anymore because I wasn't able to take care of you. That wasn't good because a week later I ended up in a mental hospital because it, you're not supposed to come off of these medicines like that. And is, I did. Wait, is that the same story that you told me about the mental hospital where, you, where your dad got you out? Or is no, that a different one. I didn't know that. And the lithium was given for the bipolar disorder? Yeah. So wait, okay, so, um, and then when you had the conversations with the doctor, did like, did they ask any questions about like, uh, are you taking care of anybody? Uh, or is there any like circumstances to where like you might not be able to take this medication? Did they just say like, oh no, yeah, yeah they didn't any, anything like. That. As a matter of fact, I was talking to the doctor, and I remember looking at him while I'm talking and telling him my issues, what's going on in my head, because that's all I wanted to do was talk to somebody. It's like I all this shit in my head. I understand why it's there, yeah. and I just want to talk to somebody so somebody can help me figure it out. And I'm talking to him, and he's writing down on a piece of paper, and I, and I looked over at the paper, and I, I was like, what are you writing? Goes, okay, you just need to take this prescription. And I was like, were you listening to anything I had to say? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was listening, but go ahead and take this prescription and come back next week. And I was like, Pff. That's bullshit, I'm sorry. Yeah, because they didn't really care. It was just like, you know. That's what a lot of people what I learned from hearing from other people and I like talking to you about it too because mm-hmm. you gave me a different perspective mm-hmm. is that so many people think that therapists and um, what is it called the other doctor what is he um, psychiatrist psychiatrist yeah they just listen they just don't like really care or connect or like psychiatrists right. just give you medication right. and you saw, said that it's rare but I find people in my life like Rebecca who actually cares and listens to me yeah. and that just gives hope I'm sorry but like that rarely happens but just to know that happened to you is just like shows that you could get help and people will listen so yeah that's, that's really cool there's definitely help out there and you have to see well generally well let me just break down something first mm. so there's a thing called western medicine which is like a general practitioner it's um you know like a chiropractor or a foot doctor or an eye doctor um, that's all western medicine but then there's holistic uh you know doctors and therapists and things like that where um, they don't just instantly prescribe medication. Uh, they they uh, try to work with you through therapy, meditating, um, supplements if need be. And uh, I would always suggest that if somebody feels like they need to start taking medication or they, um, yeah, basically start taking medication, that they try a natural route first. Yeah because the way Western medicine was designed, um, from my experience, was that when you go to see a psychiatrist, they're supposed to be also working with a therapist. And they're you know trading notes, and they're treating you as a whole. And that's what holistic yeah. means, is being treated as a whole. But as far as Western medicine goes, the original, the, the way it was supposed to work was that the, the therapist and psychiatrist were talking together and you know working on things like diet sleep exercise um you know trauma those kind of things Uh, medicine should not be the first go-to now are there cases when people need medication absolutely i have been in about 25 
plus mental hospitals. Mm. And I've seen people who need medication at the point they're at. I don't know how they always got there, but the point they're at, they need medication, usually schizophrenic people um, or drug-induced psychosis people. Yeah. They need to quiet what's going on here, stop the racing mm. and all of that. And, um, and just heal, you know, through diet and those kind of things. But now it's become what they call 10-minute medication management appointments. And you literally walk in. They don't, most of them, not. My doctor that I have now is completely a blessing. I, I just, he's the best doctor I've ever had. And same with my therapist. But the way it's supposed to work is that, okay, let's say you need medication because you're so anxious you can't deal with your problems. So the way it's designed is get on your medic, get on an antidepressant, talk to a therapist, but not be too numb. Just it, it might just help you to calm down so you can actually talk and work through it. Okay. And then you taper off of it and it, it would work, the, the system worked. But yeah. now with the 10 minute ma medication management appointments, you go in, they don't want to hear how you're doing. Hmm. They don't care. Um, most of them. Yeah. And especially because I have state insurance, you just get crappy doctors and crappy therapists. Right. Some of them have good hearts. Some of them are in it for the right reasons. But when you write a new script for a patient, you get paid a lot. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times doctors are like, oh, that's not working for you. Well, let's try this. And when you... <laughs> One time I was in the hospital, I have a memory of a girl, and I said, why are you here? And she said, I'm suicidal, or I was suicidal really bad. And then, and I was like, okay, and I was like, they have me on medications, because she was constantly going like this. Yeah. And her eyes were really big and everything, and she said, I feel more suicidal wow. now that they have me on seven medications. Dude, seven? Seven medications, because she's suicidal. They just keep adding things to keep her numb. It's like she can't breathe. Totally. How do you work through things when you're that numb? Mm -mm. You know, it's just nearly to crazy. Do, to, do, you, do yeah. you have any advice for someone who's like trying to seek counsel or seek help, like to find the right person to talk to? Absolutely. Don't stop until you find somebody that there's a, there's a connection, yeah. there's a safety, there's a um, relatable kind of, you know, relationship and let it grow. But it is very hard to find yeah. that. Yeah. In my experience, especially with state insurance, you know, and, um, and literally people come in off the streets, they're homeless or they're going crazy at home or they're, you know, I mean, I've seen doctors in mental hospitals, lawyers, wow. um, and, uh, sorry, what was the question? No, no, no. I was just yeah. saying like, is there any advice that you'd give to someone that they want to seek help, but they don't know right. how to find the right person? Yes. Um, first of all, don't think that medication is a bad thing. Yeah. Don't think therapy is a bad thing. Um, but remember that you're your best advocate because you know yourself the best. Mm. And that's something that, that somebody told me that I'll never forget. It's like you are literally your best advocate. Um, but building that trust with someone that you connect with is very important. And it's the problem is is it's very hard to find. Yeah. So It may and, take a while, yeah. And there's something else you could add to that. People look at uh, 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 bipolar or anxiety or... or, or, or anger issues or all these things as bad things. Hmm. First of all, you have to embrace it. Hmm. You have to say, I have anxiety or I get manic or I get this or I, that. if you look at it as a bad thing, you're, it's always going to be in your mind. It's a bad thing. This is horrible. You're a horrible person. This and that. I got to take medication or I got to do drugs or I got to do something to make it go away. Mm -hmm. When you embrace it, when you say, I have anxiety 
I have a, a, whatever addiction you have, you embrace it. Don't accept it as, as like, this is the way, you know, it's going to be. You get accepted as this is a challenge and there's a way to overcome it. Mm-hmm. But I have it and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to abuse it when it comes to drugs. I'm going to embrace my anxiety or I'm going to embrace my anger issues. And I'm going to attempt to make it better by getting different tools, going to a therapist, finding the right doctor. It's not about taking medicine automatically. It's like, that's all people want to do. Take medicine, make it go away. And you turn 50 years old and you're like, never dealt with it. And the, and the more shit that goes in your head throughout your life and you never deal with it. If you don't learn those tools to deal with your anxiety, with your anger, with your drug addiction, with whatever it is, it's never gonna get better, it's just gonna get worse as you keep drowning yourself in whatever medication you're taking. Interesting. Can I say something about that? Of course. Okay, so I agree with you, but there's also, like, in a perfect world, people would, when they are instantly traumatized, they instantly go through something, go see a therapist. Hmm. That's a perfect world, but by the time people actually need medication, not everyone, not everyone, but in certain situations, they're so screwed up that they actually do need medication. But if we had a, a system working the way it should, always talking and working through, because that is really, there's so much, like you, you take the, the sting out of the disease when you talk to somebody. That's the first step that, that people, like therapists and doctors will say is, you know, talking about it first. Because, right, you can't treat someone unless they tell you what's going on. Yeah, that's true. And they also can't treat you if you're really over-medicated. Hmm. And right. bipolar, um, I read this book. It's by Dr. Carolyn Leaf, and it's called um, Turn On Your Brain or something like that. And um, she actually, she's worked with so many people, but she worked with somebody who was a vegetable, in a vegetable state. They said, What does that mean, a vegetable state? Like, um, they're permanently... What is it? Like, they're permanently... Brain fucked. Pretty much. They're brain dead. Wow. But they're just, they're still on the machines and things like that. She actually, they they were telling this family, just pull the plugs. There's no hope. She's never going to come out of this. And Dr. Leaf worked with her so much that she now has, like, a master's degree. And, like, just because of how, knowing how the brain works, she's an ex-brain surgeon. But um, I just want to touch on bipolar because what I've done, learned in the research that I've done is... I'm sorry, Miss Scarlett's snoring right now. It's so funny. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. It's Charlie. no time for sweeping. We're having a conversation. Jeez. So with, with bipolar... Um, <laughs> I'm saying this topic is putting her to sleep. <laughs> the reason bipolar happens is is because of a groove in your brain. What happens is when you're traumatized, especially at a young age, when you're so moldable and you know, you're learning everything and a trauma happens to you, your brain actually separates. The left side of the brain and the right side of the brain separates. So what happens is as you get older, you start having mood swings Hmm. to where you're manic or you're depressed and that's what they call bipolar. But it's most of the time, it's trauma-induced, and that's where people need therapy, and they I feel need like to work a, on things. That's where a lot of mental illness comes from. And now there's, like, yeah. bipolar 1, 2, 3, and you're just like... Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Like, are you more manic? Are you more depressed? It's like, oh, you're traumatized, you know? Do you think it's all the same thing? Like, And by that just, point, people do might yeah. need medication, but medication was never designed to be on for a long period yeah. of time, unless you're schizophrenic. 
because okay. I've seen that de- that illness in full effect, and they need you know um, I'm trying to think of antipsychotics or the medications that they give to schizophrenic people. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which which something that has helped us because we find out that we have PTSD mm-hmm. and and they're finding that yeah instead of calling it bipolar it's actually PTSD mm-hmm. if something traumatic has happened to you in your life and it causes you like Michael said these different things to happen the, the manic and sad and the happy and then freaking ready to kill the world and do all this wonderful stuff and yeah. and it's because of the PTSD so, so there's something that, that she's doing and I'm doing too, and mm-hmm. you've done it once. Yeah, the, uh, it's called e- EMDR. Mm-hmm. EMDR. Yeah, um, it's something. Yeah, it's something that really helps like the brain waves. Can you explain that? Um, I feel like you know. Well, what it does is is um, there's many ways of doing it, but the way we do it is. Wait, uh, let me say something just really fast. Yeah. Sure. Trauma. When you have a trauma happen to you and the left side the brain separates, it also puts grooves in your brain. Yeah. Like thinking grooves. So. Like pathways. Like pathways. So that you think negatively or you have anxiety or these things, you know, you, it's it's pretty crazy, but it's 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 like when it's, it's uh, a little when, when, when something yeah. happens to you yeah. like if I were to confront you and and we would get in a disagreement and you had PTSD, you automatically would react a certain way, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna either fight you or I'm gonna run away. Mm-hmm. It's just something that happens because those grooves, those pathways in your brain have solidified into this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Right. It's nothing. There's no thought process behind it. There's nothing you that happens. Just do it. It's not so what, what EMDR does, it, it, it's, it's a couple of, uh, of, of paddles in your hand and one vibrates, the other one vibrates, one vibrates, the other one vibrates and it goes <laughs> back and forth while you're talking about your trauma that happened to you. Mm-hmm. So you're opening the brain back up. So you're opening your brain back up. That could be dangerous. And then they talk about <coughs> what would you do different? Mm. Or what? how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel that at? So what it does is it creates a new pathway. Mm. So the next time somebody confronts you with whatever that is that makes you want to fight or flight, uh-huh. now you have a third thing to do. You At the beginning, you don't think of it. But it's fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight. That's what you're going to do. But eventually you start thinking, okay, I'm going to start working through this. Huh. And that pathway starts being longer oh, and longer. Shit. And fight or flight are still there, but they're no longer, that pathway is no longer being walked upon. That pathway is no longer yeah. being used. So you're going off into another direction going, uh, I'm going to walk away from this and have a blessed day and see ya. And, and, and your reaction is different. Like IE on that is just that. Um, What's IE mean? Um, it means an extension, basically. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, what's your idea? Um, I forgot what I was saying. What did I'm you sorry. <laughs> cut each other off. See what <laughs> oh yeah, you're cut each other off. Ways, new pathways. New pathways. So, for instance, mm. if I go to the store because this is something I struggle with, when I go to a store, I can get triggered by somebody because I think I know what they're thinking, and so then I have to make sure about it, and it's something I'm working on because. Yeah. It's, it's not normal. And, um, but um, in those situations when they come up, my therapist, who has gone to the store with me because she wants to see the way I, I think really cool. when I get triggered, and 
So what she's doing is when I get triggered, she's giving me a new thought process and how to deal with that. And so I may not get it every time, but the hope is that the more you practice that, the more you're able to go, okay, this person doesn't know what I'm thinking. Um, you know, they're 99% of the time, they're not thinking. 0.9. We have this thing called 99.9% of the time that it doesn't matter. And so she couldn't go up to them, and it's probably just a look that they're giving him, yeah. her. And, and some people are giving you looks. Sometimes yeah, people it's true. are, but it I doesn't. Got nasty looks, yeah. Did you just step on a cheetah? No, I think that was a noise. <laughs> okay. I mean, but the thing about the nasty look that we talked about is that, like, even though they give a look to you, it may not yeah. be for you. It may be something that they've gone through They're throughout going, the day. Right. Like, right. they could just got off of work. You know, they could have been stressed at home. Right. Other things that exist in their world that don't in yours could just correlate and actually, like, come together. And true. when your worlds both collide, one's going through something, the other yeah. one's going through something... It just depends on who's going to fight or flight first. And yeah. like we also yeah. talked about how they could also have a mental illness and they could also yeah. like get triggered. Get triggered themselves. We don't yeah. know the situation, which is really dangerous. Yeah. And what I think when somebody looks at me, I think, man, they must think I'm hot. <laughs> and it's like, I'm gorgeous. So I'll walk through the thing, you know, I'll, and that's what I kind of try to tell her because my wife is absolutely gorgeous. She's yeah. like probably the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, oh gorgeous. And, and, <laughs> and when that happens, I try to tell her, like, they're probably looking at you because you're really gorgeous. That's you're true. really beautiful. That's and they're right. like probably a little jealous mm-hmm. or, or just envious or, or they just look at you as gorgeous. And it's yeah. like, it's something that she has to work through because of the trauma that's happened to her from her father. Mm-hmm. From when oh, yeah. she was a child, always sure. thinking she's done something wrong, always thinking something's wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Always apologizing. And and that what you're doing is kind of like creating that new pathway exactly. of not it being like you know something that's either just uh, oh, one direction or another. That's what I was saying. Is yeah. Rebecca's teaching me the tools to when that happens, I can go. Wait, that's not. No, that's not. That's not a proper thought. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's just. It can be very debilitating because yeah. you're just like, you get frustrated. Like, why am I not? Yeah. Like, I'll go. I, I've been doing really good. And the, I don't know what I'm going to say. The main thing that helps me is knowing my identity in Christ. Mm. For me, that's been the most helpful thing. Because when I say, that person doesn't even know me. Like, they don't know what I'm going through. Oh, who cares if they, you know, whatever they think, they don't know me. That one gets me out of it like a lot of the time that's really I think cool. it'd get me out of it if they walked in they're like hi I'm <laughs> like, we see you come to the store every so often and just like start talking to people we know you're around here you're so beautiful we've been waiting for you to come up to us so we can have a conversation well, remember that time I don't know if you mind me saying but remember that time in Target where people saw you go up to another person mm-hmm. and say like hey I'm sorry you looked oh, at me yeah, a certain way the and then we were in the checkout lane they mm-hmm. said hey we noticed that you um, you have the same like illness or like something mm-hmm. like what did mm-hmm. they say to you specifically we get so it cool. we totally understand yeah like this, this like, random group of people were like we get it like we, we get what you did and we understand where you're coming from and that kind of helped me but it also was like gosh that's really dysfunctional because <laughs> you know what I'm saying someone's you know? walking up to you and telling you that we, we understand. understand yeah it was kind of like but all you can do at the end of the day is do your best have a good therapist have a good psychiatrist mm. have good people around you that understand you yeah. and and you know it's it's not something that you're just like a total freak because of it. there's a reason for it there's a trauma that's there you know someone hurt you in your past or you know where where you think this certain way and and honestly god wants to help he wants to help bring you out of it because he wants you to be free. Yeah. And it can happen. It, it's possible. It's definitely 100% possible to be free. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And don't beat yourself up along the way. 
Yeah. And if you, know? you if you do, then grow from it, you know? Yeah. I understand that you don't have to beat yourself up. Like, yeah. you've been such a help for me throughout, like, my whole struggles. And she struggles with anxiety. And um, I'm struggling with anxiety. And just going to them both, because we all struggle with anxiety. <laughs> we also we just look at our dogs. <laughs> Dude, seriously. My dog Louie <laughs> struggles with anxiety, poor thing. But, yeah, we all just, like... Cupcake struggles with anxiety. Poor thing! Oh my goodness. She always needs lovings. Hey, did you want to just touch on why Louis has a... Okay, so Louis has a bunch of lipstick all over his mouth. You can't see it probably because it's so dark. (laughs) But I forgot I had lipstick on and I was just giving him love. So he has it all over his face, on his paws, on his ear. It's just, in the daylight, it looks like he's been traumatized. It looks like he's been a victim. It's so funny to me. Yeah. So Scarlet is a new addition to our house. She is. um, Keep talking, I'm going to check it out. And she was, we were, my wife's a singer-songwriter, so she, we were uh, collaborating on some music, and we had friends over with instruments, and we were trying to make a song, and this little girl, and another pit bull comes walking by our window, Oh, great. and my wife <laughs> is the dog, or animal, whisper. animal whisperer, animal whisper. <laughs> Seriously, man. because she loves every single animal in the world. There's, not just dogs. There's actually not one, just dogs. There's, there's actually one time I came home from work and, and she, uh, I go walking upstairs to the room and she has this look on her face and I instantly knew that she had an animal in the house <laughs> and she showed me a turtle inside the bathtub. So, <laughs> and, we called, and we called it her friends. It was a desert tortoise and they are in, they are in their instinct. <laughs> they're not quite instinct, but they're, they're, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so possum. she, the baby possum. Possums, beetles. We came out of a meeting once, and, and this little baby possum about this big comes walking out of the bushes. Hissing. Hissing. <laughs> and she walks over, and my God, how cute is the possum? She picks him up, and I'm like, put it down, you'll get rabies. And, and she's like, look at it. all. <laughs> that was so cute, though. It was so cute. She put him down, and it was awesome. Aww. But we found the owner of the dog, and he's like, I have her chained up all the time. You guys could have her. So she has been a part of this house, and her name is Scarlet, and she's the sweetest pit in the whole world. She is so freaking I've never met a pit like this. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. Dude, she so loves. Sweetheart. But yeah. But yeah. Um, so do you guys want to share some of your backstories that... Um, brought you who you are today, like the struggles that you went through in your life, if you're comfortable with that. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Being married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's huge. I don't know about that. Huge. Um, Everything's huge. Yeah. It's... Uh, Can I go smoke a cigarette? <laughs> 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 Six smoke break. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a long story, yeah. but it, it's, it's a it's a devastating story but it's a story of victory yeah 100% really a story of victory it's not I mean it's nothing easy but well I mean a lot of the stuff that you've gone through uh, I noticed that like you find tools to help you out like there's a game that you're playing Red Dead that really mm. helps you out a lot it really does yeah. she told me or like both of you told us that Every time he gets stressed or home from work, he immediately goes on Red Dead and just plays because that's like his de-stress. Well, not immediately. <laughs> well, it's pretty close to immediately. I didn't, drop, I didn't drop one addiction for another. <laughs> but what it does, whenever I get old COVID, absolutely effed everything up. Effed up my business, effed up everything. But 
we now live in this big beautiful house on 50 acres and it's not effed up like I said it was. Mm. But I still get stressed over finances because I hurt my back four or five months ago and I haven't been able to get my business going again and um, multiple other things. So I'm stressed about finances all the time. So when I get super stressed, I turn on Red Dead and I just jump on a horse and I ride around. <laughs> Literally just ride around on the horse and look at the scenery on our big TV and it's just very, every once in a while I'll shoot somebody for no particular reason. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's <laughs> like somebody asked me for a ride I'll just walk around and like, I feel better. <laughs> well for Red Dead, what would you say is like your favorite character of like Arthur, John, uh, Abigail, like all the characters Dutch. that they have, Dutch even, like out of playing the game, cause like how many times have you played it again? Like, oh, times? probably eight times. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. My yeah. favorite part is the demon possessed guy that's running around naked. Like, I, can, I can't find him. Well, I, I, I can't find him again. There was this guy that was completely. He had a huge penis, too. He's walking around naked. He did. Oh, he did. He was just running around naked. He's like this cave guy. I just, she was, the cave she happened to walk in when I, when I was just like, because I just cruise around. I don't do anything. I don't play the game. I just cruise around, and this guy comes out of this cave. He's like. He's like yelling at me, he's like, what the fuck is that? She's like, what the fuck is that? The guy with the penis. So I ended up killing him. Yeah, he did have a penis. I ended up killing him and and, and I carried him somewhere, but his penis was right there on my face while I carried him. So I threw him down and I was just looking at him, I was like, what do I, we were standing here, I was like, what do you do with him? I was like, I don't know, do we bury him? What do we do with him? Do we bury him? But that was pretty funny. That was probably one of the funniest things about Red Dead. But. I remember when I, I tried playing it once and I shot someone and it just all went well she was in the she was in the city of San Denis San Denis and she's just riding the horse and getting her used to riding the I'm horse I'm just trying to figure out how to and do I was like okay pull the left trigger and then you can say hi to people hey how you doing how's it going hey mister you know all the different stuff that he says Arthur's hilarious and she did that and pulled the right trigger too oh shit so she aimed at some lady crossing the street and just blew her head off <laughs> and all of a sudden all the cops swarm on her oh my and she's like I don't know what to do I was like give me the controller and I took off and I it was like serious. He's like, you know how hard I worked to get the wolf at the end. Or I'm like, wolf to get the, get the what's it called, the stag. Yeah, and ruined everything. And my horse, you were like almost crying. You're like, my horse, I worked so. Yeah, hard. because you almost killed my horse. Oh my gosh! Wait, can you get your horse back? Yeah, no, not the, not the same horse. Not the same one. No, you gotta get Okay, well, like, can you get oh, the okay. same horse just mentally you know it's not the same yeah, horse? Yeah, there you go. Because, yeah. like, I play. This is therapy, man! <laughs> <laughs> you can't pretend! This is not therapy. You can't just pretend. So this, this is, is real! This is his trauma out of everything he's been in. This is how we work through our mental illness. <laughs> no, but seriously. Seriously, oh my gosh. Um, but it really, that, that game really does help me. That's as long as I don't go kill and like to be. Yeah, Rebecca people. encouraged him to play it. I know. Her therapist actually said, go ahead, play that. Go sex. ahead. Just, just that and sex. <laughs> she really encouraged Video games play. and sex. That's another topic so. for another day, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all about That's too big for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what <laughs> up? Uh, about about games. Uh, <laughs> Short shriveled and a little to the left. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. Short shriveled and a little bit to the left. Oh man. 
But yeah, that's that's a super fun game. <laughs> I have all the other games. I have the World War Two game. I have the other ones, but nothing, nothing, nothing compares. Well, right now you're, you're playing Valhalla. We're trying to yeah. get him into Valhalla. Ma right now is dressed up as Eivor. The main character. She's pretty. You're probably out of screen. <laughs> oh, a little bit this. <laughs> yes, show the curves. Yeah, yes. she's working for the gods. Okay. But and yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, can either play for like as a guy or a girl in Valhalla. And it'll give you the option to. Uh, there's a storyline that first starts off when you're a child, and it hits a particular moment where uh, there's a, a little glitch that's in the Animus for the game and for people who play Assassin's Creed. There's the Animus where people go back in time and then they have. Uh, converse, well, not conversations. They have uh, memories from their ancestors and from other people who have lived in that time because they're. I don't want to spoil the game, but they're they're trying to find a way to save the world. Yeah, and, and, and in order to save the world, they have to look back to where the order started, which mm-hmm. is like the bad people in a way. It's kind of like the Illuminati. <laughs> and, and I'm blaming. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I know it frustrates me. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> I just love the stories. Like, yeah, the right? stories are really good. The, the stories are really good because, like, what I love about it is that uh, when the game first starts off, when when it's on the loading screen, it, it tells you that this is a multicultural team that comes together from different beliefs and backgrounds, right. and, and they tell their stories of their ancestors. Yeah. They they sell it in a way for people of entertainment to play it and enjoy it, but these stories, they have actual people who've existed, and they just kind of like a little bit just bend the rules of like society mm-hmm. to show it in a form of like, you know, uh, either... Entertainment. In, yeah, for entertainment. And it's really cool because like there are stories where like, you know, people with those cultural backgrounds they they really put in a lot a lot of work for it and there's a there's a show that before you played Valhalla uh, we were talking about uh, you know we we're like let's just feast for the gods and we were talking about Eivor and we were talking about all these Vikings and you guys knew about a, a show The Last Kingdom The Last Kingdom oh. Oh, great yeah, show freaking great <laughs> I never get into those shows but that <laughs> sure. one we got into it we freaking binged when this coronavirus <laughs> first happened we binged <laughs> we would just watch and watch and watch and watch it was awesome so and it's cool. really cool because they, they take the time to put actual like you know historical monuments from time that, it, that happened is that where Brita came from yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's okay cool yeah. Yeah. that's really cool Brita, Brita awesome. and Th- what's his name what's his name again they like grew up together and they're and they like they do it. Whoa! But they're more just best friends. Nice. But she gets hurt because her husband dies, and the main character basically sides with. I forget his name. Yeah, it's a cool show. Sigurd. Sigurd. <laughs> no, there, I, I think there is a Sigurd. We're the gods. Oh yeah, yeah actually, what's pretty cool about it is that He's an actual role player. yeah, every time every time I play yeah. Assassin's Creed, like anytime I play a game, I look up like the facts. Like Sigurd is an actual character. He's like King Sigurd. The he has a long name. Here's but the thing. it's Sigurd, really cool when you look them up. It's, Sigurd it's really, in the video game, he there's one point in time where he thinks he's like descended from like the gods, which he is, but he's not as high as um the main character Eivor, which mm-hmm. Eivor is a descendant from Odin. So it's like a reincarnation, but like Sigurd gets in his head so much, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And like you, you get a chance to betray him, but you don't want to betray him, and he's betraying you, and you're like, what? The yeah, fuck? and and yeah. that's hard too about betraying him because there's, again, not too much about the game, but there's yeah. a there's a part, there's a prophecy that talks to Eivor about things that might happen in the future, and you have to be very careful with like. Uh, what Assassin's Creed does is it it allows you to to speak freely, so it gives you options to choose what you say. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to be careful. You got like three freaking options. You can, yeah. Well, but the thing is, is like, that out of those three options, I found out that it can it can change like the storyline. Really? With with Odyssey that I was it playing, can. the one that you couldn't play. I freaking hate. Every time I look up an option to choose for um for Valhalla, they're like, if you don't choose this one, then you're not going to get the real ending. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. I get so like, serious. There, there's parts where there's a there was one I was playing from Odyssey where uh, there's there's these there's these twins. It's it's a side mission, so I'll go ahead and talk about that. For Odyssey, there's these two twins. And and you don't know which one is like uh, is, is is the enemy because one of them's trying to take over this, the the kingdom, and the other one is trying to keep her her kingdom. But her sister's just a servant. And when you come back, right. you see them arguing with each other, and, and and she's threatening to kill her. But the other one's just like, don't kill me. Sorry. And and you, you yeah you kind of find out that like you know the one that's arguing is the real sister because she's more of like like demanding like no this is where I live this is like you know I'm trying to protect these people. The girl who's more manipulative is sweet, like, no, like, please, I'm trying to keep everything safe. Like, just trust me. And all that's like, and then, so you kind of find out who's the right one and the wrong one. But you find out that if you kill the wrong, which I didn't know, if you kill the wrong one, you, you end up, like, end up fighting, like, she, like, she laughs at you and she, she tells you, like, like, oh, like, huh, and then she sends her guards after you. But when you kill her after doing that, you find out that the kingdom falls. And if you keep playing, when you, when you look on the map again, you'll realize Places started getting taken over by that kingdom. That's why you Google shit. Right? It was really, really cool. Like I couldn't you slowly... get past the first twenty minutes. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> running up this fucking climbing this mountain. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it's like I couldn't fight anybody. It's like everybody would kill me instantly. It's like I, I, I guess I was on the wrong level or something. I was. It might have been. I don't know. But it's cool because it's just like I mean. It's just kind of like it's it's like life, like little things that you do. You feel like it wouldn't have an impact. And you have a storyline, which isn't affected because that's your story, but you don't realize you've affected another story. Bob Dog, I have a question. What? What'd you call him? Bob Dog. Bob? <laughs> that's what we call him all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 you running on this dude? He went, I'm Bob Dog. I'm going to fucking Bob Dog. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in the room. Is there an eighth person that It's just one of more of his names. We but... call him Bobby because of um, some teacher that we had called Bobby Chikini. Some teacher. And you guys left <laughs> me a voicemail one time and it was like, uh, this is Elizabeth, no, Adeline. And they're all, and this is the Bobby Chikini. <laughs> the Bobby Chikini. The Bobby Chikini. Yeah, have you guys told the story why you guys call him Bobby Chikini? Hi. Hi. <laughs> I understand. Can I put some wood on the fire? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> I thought Sigurd was bad at first, but I was no, just wondering, is Sigurd like the protector of the little boy? And what is the guy's name? Because he's a little boy in the beginning, right? And uh, it, it, it's Eivor. It's either a boy or a oh, girl. Oh, it's Eivor. Yeah, because... That's why the little boy or girl looks so feminine, is because you get to choose once it becomes mm-hmm. an adult whether it's a boy or a girl. Because you could, you could choose boy, girl, or you could say... Uh, there's the middle section where it says fate. Choose and so it you. chooses it for you. Oh. So... If I was if I was the Lord and not the woman, right? The woman is like Lord or Lady or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I could be. Why are you assuming your gender? Well, I could. I could so my question. <laughs> my question is: Is if I was Lord, would my name still be Avor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your so name would still be. One, your your name was always Avor. And then Sigurd is he the protector of Avor? Uh, Sigurd is the older brother. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. You're gonna break your tooth. You know that happened at all. You don't have your teeth. <laughs> so video games. Video yeah, games. Literally, yeah, literally, we touched that topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we have so much more to say about. So yeah. much more. I mean, even like the pistol here that like um for your birthday <laughs> is <laughs> Red Dead. <laughs> Bobby bought this for my birthday. Yeah, whatever. It's not real. 
<laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I like how stupid Red Dead. Because he was such a huge fan of Red Dead, and it's just it horrible. Red Dead, okay, Red wait, 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 wait. Before, on his birthday, before we got him that, we gave him like a little crappy type of cowboy gun. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah to the, not let, yeah. When he got the plastic, he's like, oh he my god. He was so happy with the like, plastic. He was like, this is amazing. He was like having the whole thing. And then, he was like, he was like a little kid. And then when we brought out this, he was like. I almost started crying. He did. You did. He actually probably did cry, actually. I'm sensitive. <laughs> yes, he is. That's where I got it from. <laughs> but video games. Yeah. So when Principessa was about seven or eight years old. Oh. <laughs> um, I call her Principessa, by the way. Good. Wow. The movie a, Life is Beautiful. It's from Life is Beautiful. If you watched my last episode, our last episode. Yeah, I have so much. To say I about still that. think you guys need to talk about he, that. Yeah, here's the thing. I. He is the one that showed me Life is Beautiful. I don't know. I think I brought that up in the last video. Is yeah, like for me? two seconds. Okay, calm down. Thanks for the freaking... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. Um, he literally explained every detail in it as a kid. And it was like a lot of pressure to talk about it. Because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to leave out every detail in it. Because I wanted him to be there when I explained it. But I was living in a different area. Now we live in Emmett. But yeah, so... Yeah, go on about... Oh yeah, Princey is from Life is Beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. We'll talk about movies later. Yeah, this is. But we'll yeah. remember that. But when Principessa was seven, yeah, it was either seven I don't or eight. <laughs> I used to play video games, and I was I had Xbox three sixty. Oh yeah, nah, I remember those days. I don't even know Me if it was too. a three sixty. Might have been the it first was a three sixty, but before that it probably wasn't. It. No, it was three sixty. Yeah, and Scarface was the Scarface. game. Scarface. Scarface is it's it's Red Dead. And then it's Scarface. Mm-hmm. That was Those a two games were the best games in the world. It was the greatest game that, well, it was like the first generation of these games coming out that you could actually run around and do whatever, do whatever you, you want, want. and yeah. drive different cars. And there's like tons of cheat codes. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. so much fun. I love watching you do the cheat codes. Oh, especially cheat like codes pop- were always amazing back then in video games. Yeah. Especially like always. popping up like a car randomly yeah. and you'd be like, here, I got a car. And then you do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, Bridget Bessa used to, uh, <laughs> she used to, I would let her play at uh, seven years uh, old. Now, <laughs> now, mind you, this game, you sold cocaine, <laughs> you, you, you beat up hookers. Oh, I love that. That was my favorite hobby. <laughs> cut people with chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, you uh, do? That's right. It was really, really graphic. It was really, really bad. Bad. I was a bad father. <laughs> because he was great. He was the best what guy. I would do is I would say... She would ask if she could play, and I would say, sure. And I would hand her, and I would show her how to drive, and she would do all good. But what she would do <laughs> while I was doing my own thing, working, restoring furniture, or whatever I was doing at the time, she would play it, but she would walk the streets of Miami, <laughs> and she would find the first person she met, and you could talk to them. Hey, baby, how you doing, baby? What's going on? Hey. You got a nice ass, lady. <laughs> all, all kinds of stuff, and you could say things to them. But she would walk up to somebody, say some stuff, and she would punch him right in the face. <laughs> and she would fight with people on the streets. And next thing you know, the cops would show up. And she would be running down the streets getting shot. <laughs> and she would say, Papa, Papa, help me, help me. Help me get out of this. So I would grab the controller from her. And I would put a cheat code in. And it would drop in a freaking uh, Cobra, a car that was really fast. And I would jump in and I would escape, jump over a bridge. The, yeah. Or maybe even jump in the water and call in a boat. And we'd yeah. get a boat. 
I always want you to drive back to your house because that's like the safe zone. <laughs> and that's what I would do. I would end up going back to the house and I would hand her back to the controller and 20, 30 minutes later, <laughs> Papa, Papa, help me get out of this. <laughs> and I would help her get out of it. And it was so much fun. It was It yeah. was so much fun. Dude, okay. I just I just had enjoyment with like going around the place. And also the music was amazing. And the way like I got to watch my Papa go to like the clubs and everything. And how he would be like, I miss who? What's her name? <laughs> From the LV. LV. Where are you, LV? I love you. And he would call somebody. He'd be like, hey, did LV call? <laughs> okay. It made him seem like he was obsessed with LV in the video games. Like, that's all he talked. That was his personality traits, LV. But, um, and then Godfather was really. Godfather that was, was a fun another one. good game. That was a super fun one. Oh, my gosh. I think there was like two Godfathers we had, but the first one was the best one. It was in the city of New York. Yeah. And uh, it was really, like, just like uh, Scarface. The music, it was literally like Scarface. All the missions that you got to go on and the people that you got to talk to. Yeah. The essence was there. The vibe was set. Yeah. It was awesome. You got to work your way up from being a nobody all the way to being the, mm-hmm. the godfather. So and cool. It was fun. We found a couple of funny little moves. He was like, he like, I don't know what he did, but as a kid, you, I was, like, laughing at, like, his moves. You would run up to somebody and you'd go, <laughs> Because you would push a bunch of buttons at the same time. I don't know what time. button it was. But you would like punch and then run and then it would just go like that. <laughs> it and dying. it was so funny. It was so funny. Yes. We, yes. We played so many video games back then. I don't. I think we played it like a couple of years ago recently. Remember when we found the Godfather yes, game? Yeah. And then we couldn't figure out the controls to do that like certain move. Yeah. 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 And then we tried to find Scarface, but he, <coughs> it wasn't it. available for the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> for the PS4, or the yeah. uh, the new Xbox One, yeah. like nothing. You have to yeah. get like an Xbox 360 if you want to play this card. I want to do that though. They might be remastering it soon, because I, I mean they've so. already they know. they just <coughs> I think it was <coughs> last year they remastered Skyrim. Eminem would Are you serious? Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. No, no, no. Yeah. Like last year they remastered <coughs> Skyrim. Uh, they remastered the original Fallout games. Uh, they started like remastering all these Bethesda games, and uh, I'm hoping that they do that they start remastering those. I think the new one you can play the old games in it. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry, Eminem went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised. I don't, and then GTA was never like one. Anyone, I hated GTA. Did you really? Because the controllers were the opposite of Scarface. Uh, wow. When you drive the car, you would try to do this, and you would go like that, and you would try to do this, and, and I just, just never have to got into. You just be diverse it. with the yeah. games. Yeah. No. I mean, because okay. do, like do you remember the? Uh, That's why I can't get into ball. Do you remember the? <laughs> what was it called? Connect. Yes. Connect? Yes. Oh, Viva Pinata. that was no so the much Connect. Fun. That when was the, the, the shit. Connect, Viva Pinata. I. <laughs> I love Viva. We Pinata. would do the boxing. Remember? Yeah, dude, that was so and fun. I'm, and she was seven years old, and I'm six foot three, <laughs> and she was like this tall. <laughs> And we would do the boxing and she would kick my butt. Every did, you, what, did y'all ever do the Star Wars uh, Connect? No. no. They had that one was really cool. Was it? I had that one for a bit, but it was more like a what's what kind of stunk about it is that it came with a few other games. Oh. I, I realized it came. It was like a, like a like it was a workout thing. Mm-hmm. So you had a lightsaber, but really it was meant for working out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this. Sucks. Oh, it was a workout when we played. Oh yeah, that. for sure. That's why I loved the Connect so much. Yeah. Like I mean. I, I, I remember growing up, uh, parents and, and, and family talking about how, how games were so, like, uh, bad for yeah. just, just for That's kids. That's why they connected. Like, growing up. No, but, like, if it was so bad, why do we still keep working on new technology? Like, now we have the VR. 
The VR oh, don't even yeah, like Kevin yeah. Star. Also, don't even read yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> VR recently and it was so funny. Yesterday like, or the day before. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Scarlet kept jumping all over him when he was playing the VR because he was just like dancing with this animated thing in his head. <laughs> like Scarlet was going crazy. <laughs> we have a video if you want to see it. We're gonna pop it up. And she was right. laughing. Anyway, we'll pop it up we'll pop it on up my face if we have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. That Are you VR? fine with us putting the video? Yeah. Are you just dancing? That's fine. That's fine. The VR thing kind of scares me though. It's it's well we could get into into technology and understanding that uh, the technology that we see now is nowhere close to what we actually now actually have. Yeah, because this is just for entertainment. So like, yeah, what was its first purpose before it came? Oh, that's for, actually interesting yeah. to talk about. Because like, it, it had a first purpose before it came entertainment, just like drones. Like drones were used by the government, by military, and then they allowed. You know, people to have. And they had it ten to fifteen years before we even knew it existed. Yeah, I, I feel like Avatar played a play, played a part in it too for some reason. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a... so many political agendas in that, and just like huh. Avatar is good. And new. that's that's what's really cool because Avatar. with with Avatar, we were talking about you know how when they go into those machines and then they turn into other people. Yeah, that's that's how the original Assassin's Creeds were. They went into a machine that allowed them to have the DNA from oh. their ancestors, and they can look through the eyes of others. They can okay. look through the eyes of their past generation and see what was going on. Okay. Kinda and like so it's like if like if, bit, it's yeah. like yeah. that's what's crazy too. Like the I Matrix. Like the Matrix. I love the Matrix. Oh, the, yeah, the, the Matrix, Matrix, Avatar, Assassin's Creed, they all have these ideas in common and it's like where did they originate from? Yeah. Where did this first idea come from? Is it something we have already? Is it something that isn't shared? Is it just for entertainment? We don't know. I'm sure that there's people that know people that know people that know people <laughs> that talk to that those they people. find out about the technology <laughs> that we actually have. Because there's actually TVs out there that are just a sheet of glass just a that sheet you can of see glass. on both sides. I think you showed me that. Oh yeah, like, this the they even they even out. do that in like some movies. Like even like uh, Star Wars does that in Minority Report. Like yeah, yeah. They, they have those the sheet of glass and you can see on both sides and yeah. you can look at everything and watch it. Yeah, it's there's like technology out that we it's like about. give give us that. I mean like I would buy that TV right away. What I love, <laughs> I just have to say, what I love about the Matrix is they offer. Uh, Neo, the blue or red pill. Yeah. And the blue pill is like, okay, we'll tell you everything about the Matrix. You can be involved in it. You can go in it. You can do what you want to do. Or you can take, I forget which pill was for what, but the other pill was that like, you can ig- stay where you're at. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Like you will not even remember that there was anything such as the Matrix. Thank you. But uh, yeah. What if you took both? Yeah. <laughs> you start tripping. Take <laughs> all your clothes off. I'm fucking going for it. I'm fucking going for it. <laughs> yeah. Matrix is a good movie. Yeah, Matrix. I never really got into it, but she's she knows all about it. She loves it. Yeah. But think about it too, because I mean, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. It, it had a lot of <laughs> ideas of like you know the the very first. Uh, Don't go into twenty twenty. What what was a lot of what was a lot of uh, a lot of um, a lot of things that were in Back to the Future that you know they they thought that we were gonna have. And then most of the stuff that we the do, shoes, we have yeah. the, the, the hoverboard, the, the hoverboard, the, the the shoes. I don't know <laughs> the shoes that buckle up really fast. Did you guys ever go on that ride at Universal Studios? Which one? I haven't back been to Universal. Universal. The there's no back to it, Universal Studios. There used to be. Well, there's not one now. And all you do, it's a simulated uh, car. So you, or oh, that's cool. I think that's the right word. You go in the car, and it, you think you're in the real, like you're really flying and stuff, but you're just. It's What's really cool? Uh, Disney Disney did that. They did with the Millennium Falcon when they first opened oh, up. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That one was the coolest what one. What was going Millennium Falcon? That was the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's it, it's Han Solo. It's oh. really cool because uh, they showed they showed on an engineering video like what it looks like. It's it's just a box, and then it just like there's a bunch. It's a big room, but they set up like you know the long lines where they do is like while you're waiting, you at least get to see cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they have the entrance where it's like the doors that open up to the Millennium Falcon, but it's just like a bunch of boxes that are sitting on a platform with like a with like. A, I don't know what they're called, like a claw or an anchor that moves it up, down, left, okay. right, and then like sideways. And it's really cool because you sit in there and you really feel like, like when it's flying, like you feel like you're taking off. And it's it like it shows how it picks you up and then it brings you down. It turns you this way, it turns you that way, and that's those are amazing. That's crazy. That's like the same. I would say that's like, would you say like the same engineer that they use for like NASA? Sure. Is when they like when the they simulation you know, they of going up an airplane and, and, and rockets and stuff like that. Most definitely. I just made it. That's what Ninja wanted to be was an astronaut. Really? Mm-hmm. And I guess people are going on Mars and they're trying to habitate there. Yeah, oh, they yeah, are. they're trying. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. Fuck that. Why <laughs> don't we go to some place that's no longer a planet? Because like, our the, instinct is survival. Yeah, but that died. <laughs> yeah, but their instinct is still survival. People yeah, want to live for anything. Yeah, but if that, you can live, they want to live. But what if it doesn't work? But that planet died. <laughs> it used to be a planet. Why would we want to go back to a planet that used to be a planet? Because when people want to do stupid. something so we're bad, so we lose that knowledge because we're, now we're thinking on emotion. Now we're going, I want to live. Like, we'll do anything. We're desperate. Because we're like looking around. We're like, we're bored here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. I mean, <laughs> Wally. All right, that's oh, just, I love that movie. It's a good It's film. an animated movie for kids, but think about it. You used to play that video game. The no, video game was I amazing. No, the I video game was really shit. cool. Yeah. That was the best game to play when I was a kid. Yeah. I played that like three or four times. She used to play it all the time. That one, Piñata. Uh, oh, what was that, Piñata one? The Viva Piñata? Yeah. yeah. We we talked about both playing the Wally game. You could download Viva Piñata on the Xbox One. I played it recently. Are you serious? super fun. You basically plant a bunch of stuff. Yeah, vegetables. Yeah, and then you... Find different like creatures like pinatas <laughs> that you like habitate in your like area. And Are you on a different planet? I don't know. I guess it's just like a one. different. <laughs> that one and Moshi Monsters. Moshi, Mo- bro. Moshi Monsters was <laughs> our favorite game. That we, one and Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Oh. You told me about me, Club Penguin. You used to help me with the missions and everything. Like I'd get stuck yep. and like Papa could, help could, me out. Oh yeah. I, I would play If she wasn't with me, I would play Club Penguin. Moshi. Motion Monster was freaking fun. Dude, uh, what did we do? We basically just got a bunch of, we planted a bunch Remember of... Remember the, the different... Wait, what is Motion Monster is what we do. We, we planted seeds, seeds and, then, and it would grow these monsters, or these little things... And we would go, what did we do in the afternoon? And they would be in the house just roaming around. That's literally it. Is it, 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 is it. is it like a form of Sims? <laughs> we didn't do yeah, anything like in it. It was like Sims? No. We didn't do anything in that game. I'll show you after the video. You have to see online. I don't know if it's still a thing. It is. It's on my computer. Are you <laughs> what are you I don't the know. They're just freaking monsters. They're just yeah. monsters. What that they make? Do they make? They're different flowers. They're different flowers. They're different flowers that you would grow. It's so cute. And it would create a, a little 
monster, little yeah, little Moshi thing. So you just do the beep and a bop part again. Biddly bop and a biddly bop. Yeah, yeah. It was just different. That was that was one of them. That was my favorite one. Remember when we found it like oh, like years ago when we found that same exact character yeah. and we pressed the sound and it made that sound. We were so happy. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just know after this video, we're probably all going to be playing that Moshi game. Moshi monsters. <laughs> it was fun. It was so much fun. The, the the fun thing about Moshi monsters is it had those side games that you play. Yeah. Because you'd go to different locations, you'd play all these different side. Like games. the underground, um, underground music. Like I don't know. There was this like. Oh, there was a, yeah. that was Club Penguin. That was Club Penguin. Where you had the DJ and you did yeah. all the different. Yeah. The DJ was, was so fun on Club fun. Penguin. Yeah, Club Penguin. Club Penguin had some really cool missions. You'd always have to get the membership, but. It was only five dollars. Dude, month. the membership. You know how much the I still get emails from them. Do you seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, they they were on the mobile app for a minute and then they switched back to like the web. Yeah. Because they're like the mobile app isn't the same. It didn't work. No, no. But that yeah. was fun. That was. Fun. <laughs> that took up most of my childhood. What is the Fox game? Did you guys ever play that game? Fox no. game. Where his name was game? like. Um, uh, and he just jumps. What does like, the fox say? He jumps. Wait, that might be. Wait, <laughs> it was, was the one like Sonic it kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I know. Crash. Yeah, Crash. Crash. Crash yeah, was a really good game one. on the PlayStation Two. Really? I loved playing Crash. Playing Crash was really fun. I I don't remember a lot about it. I was so young when I played yeah. that. Yeah. Because I remember I got the PlayStation Two for Christmas. I actually I talked to my parents about wanting it, and then they never brought it up or anything. <laughs> and I went through all yeah. my presents, and there was nothing left. And then they're just like, wait, no, you missed one. Santa brought you something. I was like, I don't see shit. And then they're just like, no, look under the little rug. And then so I picked up the rug. I was like, it's a freaking PlayStation. Aww. And then like I had Crash. I had, um, dude, I had snowboarding a lot of games. Did you play the snowboarding one? I didn't have the snowboarding one. That's familiar. I had Crash. I had the SpongeBob yeah, game, the SpongeBob yeah. movie game. Those were I, all I pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I played SpongeBob. I love the SpongeBob game. Yeah. That was like almost one of the all best the SpongeBob's too. Even the one with the multiverse with like Danny Phantom what, and all of them. What specific SpongeBob game so did I play? Because I remember playing it. I loved it. I just it was just like it. the first one that came yeah, out. Okay. It was really basic. It was, it was fun. very basic. Because you'd run through. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. little music in the background. Yeah, the SpongeBob playing not, over and over Not to transition, but isn't it? Interesting how like because I was super sheltered yeah. with, with like what we could watch. And oh stuff. yeah, you definitely. GTA would have never been allowed in our house. No, yeah. even music you know wasn't I mean? even allowed. And then yeah. it's like he raised you playing Scarface. It's just like, <laughs> hey, hey baby, what you doing? <laughs> and it's really like smacking your butt. You were like, nice, nice ass lady. <laughs> it's like it's like interesting how like so many aspects have to go into our life, mm -hmm. and then it still be like different. Yeah. No matter what. Like we were talking about that earlier yeah. with uh, different people having like just different points of life of either being you know like in, like built into class mm -hmm. or just built in uh, just uh, not really having family or anybody yeah. Yeah. and it still like affects them in different ways sure. depending on how their family treated them. Sure, sure. It's, I had it's... to sneak watching Dirty Dancing. Like oh. I had to sneak <laughs> Dirty Dancing. That's such a good one. <laughs> you just tried to watch an eighties film. I, I was like standing at the door at my friend's house because I was waiting for her to come play and Dirty Dancing was on and I was like. <laughs> you know how Take hard your time, it was? Girl, I like, love really like there's there's moments where it's Probably like for <laughs> there's moments where like my family would let me watch certain like movies like I could I don't know why it's weird like I can watch uh uh Jace like the Jason movies because yeah. my mom loved the Jason the, movies the, really? but I had to cover my eyes uh, uh the Jason boy he's okay, the one with the yeah, hockey yeah. mask okay, and like yeah. my mom would let me watch that but if there was nudity we couldn't see it. and I remember one time. Oops. Uh, we were watching on a computer, and my cousins and I, like, we were sitting there, like, like waiting for the nudity scene to come out, just so we could finally see it without our parents telling us to cover our eyes. Dude, whenever someone would kiss, I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to see it. They were like, close your eyes. I'm like, what the fuck am I missing?
missing out on? Like, like, like connecting souls? Like, we didn't really watch that many different like bad movies when because I don't like. I was forced to watch The Exorcist when I was six years old. Are you serious? I was forced. To I was watch forced. Passion. I was forced to watch the Texas. I was forced to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no! That traumatizing. It was Easter. Like everybody put it on. She's like, "You're gonna watch this," and I sat down and I'm like, "Why is he getting nailed?" I was like, "This is that movie's normally." It was very harsh to watch as a little. And they say it was even worse. What really happened to him? Yeah. Yeah, I bet, dude. Actually, that movie is very cool though in the sense because um what's the actor's name uh, Jim Caviezel Jim Caviezel is one of my favorite actors when they put him on the cross it actually pulled his arm out of socket just serious? like they were trying just to show fit holy yeah. it really and then he's on the cross and the lightning and he got struck by lightning mm. oh yeah you told us about it it was gnarly yeah. that's freaking but crazy I've never man. seen the exercise I, I can't watch it because I oh. know if I see it then dude I watched it and I couldn't sleep after <laughs> really yeah I, I was stupid I watched it in a dark room during college and yeah. I was like it's fine and then I just couldn't sleep no that, that movie is why is it so right, scary though there's it's nothing not. right about that movie at all there's nothing right <laughs> well, about it well you were drugged and made to watch it <laughs> yeah but still I can't <laughs> wait 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 we were talking about being forced to watch the movies wait you were drugged to watch that movie yeah his brothers held him down and made him smoke pot and then made him watch it. Yeah. What the, I was just, I was just. It's cool. Well, oh, I was okay. at the time I thought it was cool. <laughs> my mom was dating my biological mother was dating a, 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 a guy, Virgil, who's another one of my fathers. Yeah, he looked like Jesus. Virgil wow, didn't look like Jesus. <laughs> but but he had a 1972 Cadillac sedan to build. It yeah. was a huge freaking Cadillac. Jesus had a nice. And they had me in the trunk. <laughs> Jesus had a Cadillac. They had me in the trunk with my two brothers and my sister. My two sisters, they had six of us in his trunk so they could pay for two people to get into the drive-thru. Now I understand why you're so claustrophobic. And then you pull the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the back seat, there's this little thing that pulls down the, uh, the armrest. You pull the armrest down and we crawled through the armrest <laughs> and, we all, and we all sat in the back seat and I sat in the middle in between the front seat. I hate this. I mean, it's a good story. And they, yeah. we, they were all smoking weed. And the windows were up. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, so here I am, six years old, and I'm just loaded. And they would held my face forward so I'd watch the movie. Dude, that fucking... I was screaming, no! That's so sad. And then I went home that night, and my brother Tim was would... exorcist, right? Yeah. And then my brother Tim would flip his eyelids. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know how he did it, but he would flip his eyelids like that, and he would come out... Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's so fucked up. Traumatized me. Traumatizing. I could. I to this day, I can't watch The Exorcist. Wow. So wow, well, so what scary. I hear is we have to hop off this house. <laughs> Here's the thing about The Exorcist. It's not scary because the makeup is so cringy and everything. Yeah. Is, but the idea of it. And the experience the, the, that went with it. The yeah, idea yeah, it was, of the daughter and the mom's relationship. I think I told you this before. The daughter and the mom's relationship and how they were so tied to each other. And all of a sudden, the daughter gets possessed. And it's just like the eeriness of it, like the feeling of knowing that someone else is in the mm-hmm. house that's mm-hmm. not your daughter. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like it, you feel uneasy. It's a true, based on a true story. That's another First thing. Of all, so you it's know based, it's based on a freaking true well, story. So was, was the oh my god the uh, the of Emily Rose? What was that called? The the deep possession of Emily Rose or whatever. They I said that's a true story. They said the Blair Witch. Oh, that's, that's, true. True. that's not no. true. That's what I'm saying. That was just for clout. They can <laughs> say clout. that. <laughs> They're no, just like, my bitch. You know what the Mothman prophecies, they said that. Oh, yeah, I don't even understand that one. It's so weird. No, Blair's a good But player. exorcism really does happen. That's what it was called. The exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Okay. That was a true story. That was like story. the fourth Is it a true story? Is it, would you say it's a true story? I just think they take certain things Out from context. it. context? I think that people, honestly, 
I think there's people who have mental illness, and mm. back then they, well, of course, like back then they would burn them or they would. They labeled them as, as yeah. something else. Yeah, wow. as possessed. That's, and that's so really sad. sad. Remember you? I, I, we started watching those videos, and then all of a sudden you said you were interested. You were like, I've been watching these videos. I'm like, we were watching the same ones. It's like back then in the '60s or '50s when there were interviews, interviews oh, yeah. with these types of people that like had mental illness. And, like, they were trying to, like, talk to them and trying to, like, see, like, what's oh, going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, they were trying to label them as, like, crazy. Or, yeah. Like, they were treating them like they were not It's, human. like, stayed the same. Something's changed, but yeah. it's really the same stereotype. It was so sad. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, I, I know, those are crazy. I'm just glad I was born today instead of back then, because, like, they freaking judged the hell out of people and what that they weren't did normal. Just, well, that's interesting, because special needs kids yeah. were sometimes considered possessed. That's so, so they would literally put them in hospitals in dark rooms and they would come by with a hose and just hose them off while they were naked, mm. and then that and feed them, and that was it. And they stayed in their rooms, mm. and they're just like rocking and stuff. It's just like it. That's so sad. But the thing with possession is it's real. They're like it really happens. Yeah. But when you know the Lord, like it, you can get those things out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those things cannot stand against, stand against the name of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that will get them out. That's why like you know priests would hold a cross yeah and things like that but that's what i found so mundane though like whenever priests would be like all like over them and like holding a cross i'm like i don't know if this is the right way they wouldn't hurt them they would die exactly that's so crazy to me i don't know i don't know it's scary movie was pretty good though (laughs) scary movie (laughs) the parody oh my god yeah i never got into that movie (laughs) they're so stupid i i got it was just like fucking stupid dude i watched all of them which is sad all like, of they them. were so stupid too like i wasted everything they made fun of saw uh when they had Shaq and mm-hmm. the other guy chained up and it's just like he <laughs> had to make pointers and if he didn't he died <laughs> i get it they're trying to be funny but it just like it was just well the, yeah. there's one i think part, they tried too damn hard there's oh, one yeah, part sure. where they where the girl like he's eating out the girl and yeah. she's just freaking like nuts and it's just like it's just yeah. squirting in it's his so, face. It's like, like not funny. I don't understand that too much. much. Yeah. We watched Tropic Thunder yesterday, and that was that's oh, everybody that was, had loved Tropic wait, Thunder. Wait, have you watched Tropic Thunder since last before? Last I time? thought it was a different. I, I was thinking was, of a different one. Okay, cool. So that was. A I heard movie. of it, but I never saw it. Ooh, also it was be- the first time before we go yeah. into Tropic Thunder, we actually showed a picture when we were showing Robert Downey Jr. And that other character that we showed from our last video is our second one. That was that was that was Kirk Lazarus. That was from Tropic Thunder. In case you guys haven't watched it, he's such a hottie in that movie. <laughs> Piercing blue eyes, escaping soul. He's a, he's a good looking guy. I would yeah, say. He, he is, especially with those the blonde hair and the blue eyes. The Definitely face. pull off like a Backstreet Boy type. Why do his eyes have to be so blue? <laughs> like, so that was the exaggeration of right. It was so funny. That movie is so genius. Honestly, we were talking about too about like how like much you could get away with comedy today, and like I told them that I watched this video that showed like all the stuff that you can't get away with in that movie today. Well, I wouldn't say get and away with it. I would say is that, like, when you're being honest, it's just telling yeah. the truth of a film. And I was going to say that, like, with that movie, like, you can't get away with a lot of shit today, but if you're confident and if you know how to be funny and work around the system, then, you know, you could get away with it. It just has to be, like, knowing your lane and knowing your audience. Yeah, because every comedy, like, it has a purpose. So, like, mm-hmm. when somebody makes a joke that's towards somebody and you could tell that there's not a point or meaning to it versus when somebody takes the time to actually do it and then and then you know in a respectful but at the same time actually like having a point it's that's that's more important because i know like a lot of people now are just trying to say stuff 
and then pass it by as comedy yeah. rather than taking the time. Yeah, to actually understand it. People yeah. just say stuff. Yeah, because like people, like, I've seen a lot. People say, like, like, for instance, they could say, like, um, like a bad slang word or they could just say something very freaking, like, derogatory. Mundane, and just... it's like, okay, you may think that's funny because some of your friends may laugh, but in general, if you, like, actually went to a real person that, you know, finds things funny and they don't laugh it's because like that's just derogatory man that's not funny yeah like that's more of like a, that's more yeah. of like an inside joke that you share with yeah. your friends which is just something that you all share in common it's not something that's seen as funny or something that yeah. like you know people would understand because yeah. it's like you know you have those jokes or those things you say with people you know and then you have the real outside world that actually, actually could offend people yeah. and then it's like you know you, you always want to make sure that like you know you say the right thing mm-hmm. but it's just like yeah, but, I make it have a purpose but you guys gotta understand something I'm old school. This so is one of those guys. That's good. <laughs> if I offend, if I offend somebody, you're not old school. You're well, you're old. you're. I'm you're, just old. Your generation is passing, and we we're the new generation. Old, so you can't get on here. But the young succeed right? the old. <laughs> but my problem is, everybody's so flippin' sensitive. Oh, for sure. We everybody's all know it. You so flippin' sensitive. Everyone knows up to it. <laughs> it's like, quit being so sensitive. Stop. You want to be that. sensitive, huh? No, no. no. <laughs> you can be sensitive. <laughs> <That's not being laughs> sensitive. Listen, you can be sensitive. But see, but see the comedy work because I actually am sensitive, and I made it into a joke. I'm super something. sensitive. We're all sensitive here. <laughs> I cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I do, right? I, do. I mean, yes. I do. I try to watch a car, car a freaking commercial. Look at that fucking beautiful. <laughs> and I don't want to cry, but it happens. But but everybody's so sensitive over what you say and how you act. It's like we're losing our identity. That's actually very We're losing who we actually are. Mm-hmm. We can say, we can disagree with something, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. We could disagree. I could say something wrong, and if you hate me because I said something wrong, you're missing the point. Because it, what we're meant to do here in life is to love each other. Mm-hmm. No matter how they feel. No matter how what's going on in your head. Whatever thing is happening in your life. It's what love is the thing that's going to take us out of the hate. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop being so damn sensitive and really appreciate somebody else's opinion Yeah. and love on them. Take time to understand. Because I, we're going through a, a book together right now and, it, and, and it, it's all about listening to each other and it's all about understanding each other. If somebody comes at you, it goes back to the EMDR thing, it goes back to the mental illness thing. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes at you wrong... Instead of reacting with, well, fuck you, I'm going to beat your ass, or I'm going to hate <laughs> you, or whatever thing you're going to do, you come back with, I wonder if that person's doing all right. Hmm. wonder if that person's okay. But what first, are they going through right but now? But first, you have to realize that that's how God looks at you. Right. That's a good point. And, and that's yeah. what we got to do with each other. That's what the... Because yeah. there's a lot of division that's happening right now. Too much. And it's like, it's the lack... We're so sensitive, but there's a lack of empathy at the same time. It's yeah, like, exactly. That? It's really that's, yeah, it's that's, that's so actually fo- way, a really good way to put it. We're really we're, sensitive, but a lack of empathy. It's because we're so focused with ourselves that we're not looking at everybody else. It's interesting. We're yep. so self-absorbed. Yep. I didn't realize that. I just said bullshit and it and then made sense. The freaking, <laughs> the freaking government or the media, like, you know, makes people think, okay, they're oppressed... So people are like, we're oppressed, but then slavery really still does exist, or like, yeah. not slavery, but, like you know, racism. Yeah, yeah. It still exists, but then you have people in the government baiting each other against yeah, each other. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, like, what the fuck is the a truth? true thing. Yeah. But then you're baiting people, and it's like, what are they going to do? Of course there's going to be How division. are we supposed to fix anything if we keep piling shit on? It's like, they don't want us to fix it. Yeah, that's exactly the point. We got to turn crazy, off man. our yeah, TVs, we got to turn off the news, 
and get engaged with each other. Get off your phones. And start loving on each other. Yeah. No matter what color, what race, what whatever they're into, we're all in this thing together. Yeah. Number one, we're all in it together, yeah. and it's all about love. And 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 you know, it makes me think about that movie, Life Is Beautiful. Mm. It makes me transition to that because the uh, my favorite movie, of course, is Life Mine Is Beautiful. Too, yeah. But the whole idea behind that movie was there's World War II, there's Nazis trying to kill Jews because they hate Jews for whatever freaking reason. And they're baiting the people of Germany and of Italy and of whatever place they were at to hate the Jews. And they didn't know why they're hating these people. It's like, why do you hate them? There's no need. There's, there's, they're just it's, trying it's, to agenda. There's no need to hate each other. It's important that we, we we look at each other as human beings and love on each other for who we are yeah. and, and put aside what we hate about yeah, things. Yeah, that's but. true. That's very true. Oh, Good. It's true because, like, especially, like, people are discriminating all the time, and it's really frustrating because it's like, how can we help that? Because we are just people in the world. We are just one human being. And what I realized is that we may not make a huge difference, but the thing is, we can make a huge difference in the life and the people around us. That's why I love talking about it. Because, I mean, honestly, I know I don't have the money to do something, but at least saying what we can do. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who could listen, who could actually take the time to do something about it. Because it's really hard. Like, I mean, like, I mean, in all honesty, like, uh, you know, like, a, a, um, what is it, like, sticks and stones can be, like, words are always going to be more powerful than anything <coughs> else in this world. Well, our tongue has no bones in it. Hmm. But it's the most powerful muscle in our body. Damn. That's right. So. <laughs> That's too real. Right? <laughs> That's too real. I really get that. So we can say it, 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 it's easy to cut. It's easy to take off. Yeah. It's all this stuff. It's not strong at all, but it's strong verbally. It's strong what we can say to hurt somebody. We can say the most horrible thing to somebody, and that person will remember it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know what's crazy sure. also is the fact that as little children, we are defenseless. We can't defend ourselves. We don't understand the world. We're just walking little human beings that haven't had our brains fully developed and the fact that these huge freaking people have power over us and just want to manipulate us when we don't even understand the world yet and it's like they have their minds they have their tongues they have like their body and it's like how dare they even try to not lift up a child or teach them the real world that's why i was so thankful for my papa to like help me you know and give me love and understanding you know and it's just sad to see that mm. adults, actually grown adults that have a mind working, hurt someone that doesn't even understand the world yet. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so sad. Yeah, people like, who hurt children and yeah. try to manipulate their minds it's are... so sick. Like, what happened to my I wife is, yeah. is absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah, for sure. For man. her father to manipulate her and to make her feel like she's done nothing. And to use the Word of God to do that, to use the Bible to do that. Yeah. He was a pastor, right? Or like a, a, like youth, a pastor. youth pastor? Yeah. yeah. He went to prison for uh, 19 for camps. Things. For very bad things and he only served a year and a half on good behavior because That's crazy back in the day if you had a brand new baby a newborn baby they would cut your t- your sentence wow or mm. if you were married recently married. that's so freaking sad oh, that but should that should have nothing to do with their and actions. he didn't have to register as a sex offender jeez man that's right <laughs> we, we could use this example of of how you could manipulate somebody's mind as mm. a child yeah for sure. And 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 have it impact them for the rest of their life. Yeah. And we could go back, circle right back to mental illness. Yeah. And how she holds on to this because of what's happened to her in her life. I torture myself. Of basically. Yeah. literally torturing without realizing that she's doing it. 
you could you could look at that and say this is what happens to a child when you do this example my wife is beautiful she's amazing yeah most amazing voice i've ever heard in my life she has a beautiful voice. she's amazing songwriter everything about her but she struggles 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 like you've never seen mm-hmm. and it's sad and she's not the only one in the world there's millions of people just like her and it's sad and then you could look at the other spectrum of Adeline, my principessa, I hit her once. <laughs> One time. How pals. How I used to say. How pals. She still had a diaper on. That's how, that's how. <laughs> she, was three, she was three years old, and I would always, I never baby proofed my house. She would go to grab something. No. I would tell her. No. Don't. No. And she would like, okay. <laughs> she like, okay, and forget about it. And then she would, she, would, she would get to the point where like, I'm gonna grab this, and she'd look over at me, and she'd see me looking, and she'd like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the outlet, Sounds like, like the outlet, everything that. But she went for it with the outlet. Yeah, right? she went for it, and she was like, oh wow. But there was one time that I hit her, and uh, she had a Lego in her hand, and we were all oh, watching. The Lego. We were watching the movie Tombstone. Me and my family in Norwalk, and we were watching the movie Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone. And what she kept there? putting the a Lego in her mouth. Get that out of your mouth. You're gonna choke on it. And I would tell her, and she would. Okay, and she would stop, and then she would just put it right back in her mouth. Get that out of your mouth. You're going to choke on it. And she, and she would <laughs> she would take it back out of her mouth, and, and she'd put it back in. I would say it again. i go, if you do it again, I'm giving you pow-pows. Usually when I said I was giving her pow-pows, she would stop doing it. But this time, she put it right back in her mouth, and my brother Tony behind me says, bro, she just put it back in her mouth. <laughs> and she bro. took it out like, oh, shit. And I got up and pow, right on her butt. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, what the heck? And it was the first time I ever hit her. Spanked her. You should probably say spanked her. Spanked her. Because like, his is like <laughs> huge. I spanked her. It wasn't that hard because she had this huge diaper on. <laughs> I didn't feel shit. I'm thick as fuck. No, you had shit in there though. <laughs> no, I had it. <laughs> I didn't clean me in months. Yeah. Choke <laughs> in the drone. But, I, but, but she started crying. And I said, you're going to go in the room and think about this. And I set her down in the room and I closed the door. Typical. And I went outside and started crying. Mm. Because it broke my heart to hit her. It broke my heart to punish her. So I thought to myself, so I thought to myself, what am I going to do? Is this a good story to tell her? I love this story. I'm I love this story, too. Story so well, you guys keep freaking no. talking. It's okay. No, 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 no. I'm listening. I just keep looking so, different ways. We're commentating. So I'm outside crying. I'm smoking a cigarette thinking, what am I going to do? I just broke my little girl's heart. What am I going to do? I have to teach her a lesson in this. And she's three years old. I got to teach her a freaking lesson. I don't know shit. <laughs> So I walk back in the door thinking I got to go in there and talk to her. It's been maybe 10 minutes. And I look over the TV and I see we're watching the movie Tombstone. And I go, ah. And I went into the room and she's crying and crying and crying. How old was she again? She was three years old. And I sat on the... diapers or three? Yeah, she was still in diapers. That's that's the whole other story. Yeah, that's kind of sus. (laughs) So I sit down on the bed and I grab her and I put her on my lap right here. And she's crying and she's crying and, and... and I go, do you know what a tombstone is, honey? Wait, yeah, so she's six years old or six months? Three years old. Three years old, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> three years old. So I asked her, do you know what a tombstone is? And she goes, no. She's <laughs> crying and crying. I go, it's what they put on your grave. I go, do you know what a grave is? And she's like, no. <laughs> and she's crying. You hit me, Baba. You hit me, Baba. <laughs> and so she doesn't know what a grave is. And I go, I go, it's what, it's what they put you when you die. They put you under the ground. 
they put you in a grave and they put a tombstone on your on your gravesite. I go, do you know what it means to die? No, I don't know what it means to die. Mama, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. So I'm holding back tears because this is the moment for her <coughs> to learn. I go. It's not funny. No, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> and, you still put Legos in her mouth. <laughs> And I tell her, if you would have swallowed that Lego, or if you would have choked on that Lego, you would have died if we didn't get that out. Mm-hmm. And I would have had to put you in a grave and put a tombstone on your grave saying, this is my principessa. She died from choking on a Lego. Whatever, <laughs> Whatever it was. <coughs> and the light bulb went off above her head. And she was like, oh. I go, I don't want you to go away, honey. I don't want you to die. I want to see you forever and ever. And she got it. And the light bulb went off. And she understood why she was disciplined. She wasn't confused why she was disciplined. She understands that I love her. Her papa loves her very much. And I don't want her to do anything wrong. So she could hurt herself. So she understood. We hugged. We loved. We cried. We both were wonderful. We came back out. We watched Doom Show. She never freaking put a Lego in her mouth again. But... The difference between what happened to my wife, Michael, Mm. making her feel like she's done something wrong with confusion. I don't understand what's happened to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Her whole life being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When she hasn't done anything wrong, leading up to her being an adult, feeling the same way, not understanding, needing therapy, needing medicine. All of these things needing to be happening. Stay away from Legos. (laughs) But it's, it's how we're bringing up our children and teaching them whenever something because you're going to do something wrong and you can't do anything wrong and you're going to need to be told this is wrong don't do it again and understand why yeah Mm -hmm. and we move forward that's what i love about that as a kid because like that made me the person who i am today my papa always taught me about logic not even like teaching me about it just like explaining things and make me understand and that's why i i love that because i can now just take time to step back and understand a person what they're going through why this happened why this is happening to me Instead of just like reacting, you know, I just get to logic is really important. It really is, dude. It helped me through a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And I think Papa had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah. For sure, dude. For sure. Um, And when you fuck up someone's logic, like my dad did, it's like, how do you respect expect a kid to thrive or to know how to work out a situation in their head? They just automatically think, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm wrong. I'm I'm stupid. I'm all these things and. And I couldn't imagine what you went through because he just pushed you to do so many things and that's all you knew is how to do soccer. Because he's like, do soccer, do this. Like, make me proud. I wanted a boy. That's why I named you my, you know? It's like, <laughs> that's why I named you my son. Okay, thank God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was just, it was bullshit. It's just yeah. like, there was no love. There was just, you're this object you, that's going to win me an award. Like, that's just it. Yeah, you definitely lived through me. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay, we're going to try singing. Okay, now we're going to try soccer. Okay, now we're going to do this. Yeah. And then it was like I could never be good enough. I just thought, <laughs> I thought the sign said topless. <laughs> we like, have like a whole freaking sign right here to stay on topic. Are we going to talk about music? Music? I think, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about music. I have to Let me put pee. some wood in the fire. Okay, cool. Oh. I have to go pee real quick. We're gonna I got to go pee. Let's take a break. We're going to cut this. Yeah, okay. let's cut this for me. All right. Can you put on popcorn? <laughs> You guys are doing awesome. Oh my gosh. I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good with the wine. 
I think I've had like three cavemen's. What's the dot on your forehead? Excuse me. What's the dot? That's how Jesus created you? Oh, I love that. Hello. It's me. <laughs> I think I might be a little tipsy. I just keep reaching down here. Well, I, did, that I, was I, I didn't want to interrupt this flow, but as soon as he was just like, you're the, when he was talking about you being the best thing out, I was going to be like, I actually think it's Drake because there's a famous quote where he says, last name ever, first name <laughs> greatest. Die, and die. no one else can come up with that beauty. Um, that this is the last one. Can I have it? Or? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure you might have more. You brought more cameras than two? No, I mean, like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Are we going to smoke? Is that what's happening? Oh, the coverage is so snug. Oh, boy. She just so snug. Hi, Bubba. Hi. I used to be tired. Come on. Where is it?
still recording? Yeah. Wow. I thought that said 44 minutes. I was like, no way. I saw the one. It was an hour and 44 minutes. Shush, you need continuity. <laughs> what was continuity? It's like if everything has to be the same as it was as we had the last shot. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of like, the, yeah. This consistency kind of? Yeah. yeah, consistency. It has to be. <gasps> Look, he has a thing in his... Oh. There it goes. <laughs> oh, you want one, Bernice? She dies. Oh, Curly. Oh, Curly. She doesn't have one, so she doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. Is there okay. any more cave pants? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's... Nope. Are they I was just talking. It's all gone now. That's okay. You don't want one? Did yeah. you drink your last one? Yeah, you can have one. Okay, I'll have one. Okay, like, I took yours. So okay. Oh, no, you there's just... there's none in there. Oh, there's no more. There's no more? No. I didn't know you took hers. I, didn't... I didn't... It's okay. No, no, you're fine. Let me have one drink. Yeah, <laughs> They went that fast. I only had, like, three. I had... only I think I'm on my fourth one. Oh, that makes sense. Cause, cause I did. I did. Oh wait, never mind. I'm on my fourth one too. Cause these are three right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're back. Cool. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Hi. how's it going? Hi. <laughs> um, we talked about a lot of topics, but another thing we want to cover is music, and like things that affect us in our lives, and like how they like affect the overall type of vibe. <laughs> the, over, the overall. <laughs> the overall. <type>. <laughs> <laughs> the overall. But yeah, um, what's like a music, like what, Papa, we were going to talk about like how you are really into like Tool. He he introduced me to a lot of bands as a little kid. Like I'd sit in the car and he'd like be blasting Tool or Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I used to play a lot of Sublime for her and uh, The yeah. Doors. Yeah, The Doors. The Doors, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. I love Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. And um, 
and then Tool came out. Yeah. Or when I started. Tool, when Tool, did Tool come out? I think no. Tool started in like 1989 or 1990, mm. and uh, very very powerful band. Mm. Uh, mathematically perfect <laughs> when it comes to music. Mm. Especially lateralis, right? Lateralis. Lateralis, sorry. Nah. The Tool lateralis was probably the most perfect song ever made in my experience with music, and I've listened to tons and tons of music. Um, but that song in itself, when you add in, actually the whole album was, yeah. was the Fibonacci sequence is the mathematical equation mm -hmm. that if you were to draw it out on the graph, it would create a spiral. And I wasn't good as at math as a kid, but once my <laughs> teacher taught me in like junior year of high school Fibonacci sequence, I'm like, my papa taught me this, I know this. And I was like, I could relate it back to Tool. And I think that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the rhythms that they have, the timing, the tempo, everything that they have, the drum beats, the, the everything that about Tool is, in my mind, is absolutely perfect. It, it, it goes back to the video games. <clears throat> in my mind, Red Dead is a perfect video game. Mm. And if I play in any other video game, it's it doesn't perfect. compare to Red Dead. That's literally how it was, yeah. So <laughs> when it comes to Tool, like I love Santana, of mm. course, because we represent good. Santana. <laughs> our last name. Um, Where's Chin Bobby's last name is Santana? Yeah. <gasps> so he could be a part of the family. Michael, Jason, Leva, Santana. Oh. Santana. Santana. Uh, uh, CCR, CCR, the uh, gosh, there's so many bands. I can't think of all of them right now, but there's yeah. so many influential bands. The Smiths. The Smiths. Oh, the Smiths! I love the Smiths so much. The Smiths are were really fantastic. Are still really fantastic. There was a lot of Chicago. Chicago is <laughs> another great band. I never. But when you, you you can't compare Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, all those guys. You cannot compare it to Tool. Because Tool is its own genre, it's its own perfection, it's, it's what music should be. For generations to come, nobody, and I mean nobody, will be able to compare themselves to Tool because they are a perfect band, in my mind. When it comes to music, when it comes, because when it comes to music, it, emote, it, it, it brings out emotions. It brings out every whatever you're going through. It'll bring out that emotion of, of how you felt or, or or whatever you're feeling at the moment or whatever. It'll bring you right back to what you felt at the moment when you first heard that song. And I think one of the first songs I heard from Tool was uh, was uh, uh, Sober hmm. from Tool, which was a really fantastic song. If you guys want to, yeah, I'd love to hear. Put that up or hear it. It's, it's just another fantastic song. The lyrics, the music, they, they actually write the music first and then they bring in Maynard to bring the lyrics into it, which is the opposite. Usually you have the lyrics and you bring the music to that. Yeah. But with Tool, they do the opposite of that. And it's just, just an absolute fantastic band to listen to music to listen to hear me out like what if we just like played a little bit right now of like sober because i'd love to hear it i haven't of heard sober? it before yeah because okay. i haven't heard it before i just want to hear a little bit because it sounds really good it's i uh, you never showed me that so like that's interesting. yeah you well, showed me like every we cried together while watching while listening to tool yeah <laughs> we like to if we can we give a, a shout out to the key of jeeves oh yeah the freaking okay. this guy who does music reactions this guy um 
is I watch all kinds of music reactions. We'll link him in the bio too if you want to check him out. Yeah, he's awesome. This guy, see, when I listen to songs from Tool, I feel something, feel something amazing in my heart, in my body, in my mind, in my spirit. Everything about them is just simply amazing. Every single song I've ever listened to him has just been simply amazing. And it's very rare to say that about any band. You can pick out a band and then pick yeah. out a song, but the rest of their album sucks. Mm -hmm. And one song is great, but with Tool, every one of their songs are fantastic. Their new album, though, I gotta say, a little disappointed. Did you? Did I haven't listened to the new album yet? A little disappointed. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. Absolutely. It's good. It's just another level. It's like new, <laughs> improved. Like what? Is, what is the? Yeah, it's just another. Like, just is, another level. Huh. I think a lot of the songs sound the same. There's not yeah. one song on there that I'm like. Oh, that's what sucks about most artists is that almost all the songs sound the same. And it's like you can't connect to it. It happens. It's I hard. feel like all my songs sound the same. Some of them do, but like the majority I kind of connect to. That's why I love your writing and I love your singing. And it just is powerful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So here's Tool Sober. The first song I heard from Tool. They, they came up with many songs before that, but okay. this is when I was first introduced to them. Cool. <laughs> No. Mm. The bass line, the drums, the drums. Oh, this is a great song. Danny Carey as a drummer is the best drummer ever in the world. And the, uh, just everything about him is just so Actually, what I can do is um. Is this angels on the sidelines? Turn it, turn it down to where it's really low, and then just talk over it. And then what I could do is that I could just match it, and I can get a video <laughs> or of just audio, and then just play the same part you want. But at least the mic will still pick up your voice, and I can just lower the other video in there, and then just so we can still hear oh, you while the song's playing. Okay. I can't really explain the song like the way I want to. You know what I mean? It's just it's something you have to it's, it's something you have to experience when it comes to it. Yeah. We could go through so many different songs and so many of them artists and and, and, and probably explain like what it made you feel. So yeah. But sober I think it's just it was my first one I heard from it. And I remember I would play it over and over on the radio because I was like, I hear it like, yes! The bass line is just simply phenomenal. And he's, and he's basically talking about being sober, about somebody who struggles with addiction. In my mind, that's what I think they're talking about. But, yeah. It's so crazy, I grew up listening to there's a uh the lyrics <laughs> the, the lyrics in here is um Says, why can't we drink forever? I just want to start this over, and it's just really because I am just a worthless liar, I am just an imbecile. 
What does it say? Hold on. This is on lateralist? No. Right here. I am just a worthless liar. I am just an imbecile. I will only complicate you. Trust in me and fall as well. I will find a center in you. I will chew it up and leave. Just enough to bring you down. And to me, that song is like, that's what drugs or alcohol will do to you. That's what drugs or alcohol are. That's what, they're just some, you know, something worthless that just wants to bring you down and tear you about inside and leave you with nothing. And what this song says is just, I just want to start things over and, and I don't want to do this over again. I don't want to keep doing this. I want to stay sober. Mm-hmm. And the way they capture this song is just really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, it goes along with every song that, that they've ever done. It's been, it's been life-changing for me when it mm-hmm. comes to Tool. Yeah. Yeah. It like even spoke to you when you were at your darkest times. Like oh. you can still look on the outside and be like, "Wow, this is what I'm going through." Yeah. Like it's yep. an addiction. Yeah. There's Holy there's, shit. there's That's a, crazy. There's a song called uh, "Push It." Mm. Push it real. And it's it's. I can't I can't say that this song is my favorite song for Tool or that song is my favorite because there's Push It, there's there's Right in Two, there's there's H, anemia. there's Anemia, there's there's Lateralis, there's Grudge, there's there's all these songs that they've done. There's, there's one called The Flood, which is just music, and then they do a little bit of lyrics, but it's just so phenomenal what they do. But there's one called Push It, and, and there was a time in my life where mentally ill, and I thought I had lost my daughter, and she was, oh, I, I was never going to see her again. See, that was a dark time for you for me. And just not seeing it was a very, very dark time for me, and at the time, I was thinking of suicide. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of, I've got it in my life because I'm never going to see my daughter again. And it was really, really difficult. I was really deep into drugs, and it was really, really, really dark period in my life, which, thank God, I'm not in it anymore. But if you were to hear a song about that, Push It would be the song that would emit all of these emotions that you would have about feeling that way. And that's what Tool does. They, they bring out these emotions in you that are just so real. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were saying about anxiety or the mm-hmm. mental illness is is you've got to embrace that in your yeah. life this is how you feel this is you know there's nothing wrong with it this is just how you feel it's just how you deal with it and how you respond i always listened to tool when i was doing drugs <clears throat> really this that's okay they could okay. see you i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. but yeah it seemed like everything applied you listen to tool while doing drugs wow both times i found a drugs i just would listen to tool over and over that's crazy. Because it like it kind of ministers to your soul. It's kind of like a yeah, like a whole like mind escape. Yeah. yeah, like like your perspective. Everyone probably has a different perspective about it, but they can apply it to their own life. Yeah, wow. if they can appreciate tool. That's crazy. What's that song I told you to listen to a couple weeks ago? Um, it was what was the song that we were listening to in the car when my papa was telling me we'd listen to it together. Uh, we oh, started listening to. It might have been. Fuck, what was it? Um. It wasn't Reflection. Reflection. It's called uh, that so, song right there. We're, we're living up here. We moved up here. We have no idea how we're going to pay for things and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here worrying about it every single day. Every single yeah. oh my gosh, I'm like completely just overwhelmed with anxiety. Mm. And we 
we're outside and we listen to that song and in that song it basically talks about crucifying your ego and your ego meaning you're constantly self-absorbed with what you're going through and not looking on the outside of it realizing that everything is okay stop focusing on yourself crucify your ego get rid of your ego start thinking about yourself and start loving and enjoying the life that you're in that you have now and that song we were literally outside and i was like mom you have to hear this song you have to do this song and i was just weeping because of this song just drove me into that like realization that i'm like totally stuck in my ego right now wow and it like took me out of it it was just so so beautiful yeah. it was an amazing turn what song was it Reflection. Reflection, Reflection. Right? I'm sorry, but it's going to be hard to cut like anything of this video because it's so freaking good. Like we're everything cut that, that part though. <laughs> <laughs> everything that we're talking yeah. about and all the topics and the fluidity of it is just like so beautiful. But yeah, I'm just really happy about it. And um, also, I was going to say that um, in future references, like we are going to have them back in our video. We're going to talk about more topics, and it's going to be really awesome. Uh, yeah. We're going to have a uh, multiple series of these videos cuz uh-huh. um <clears throat> what we're going to start doing and what I'm going to put in all in all the videos that we have with them is <laughs> uh ridiculous. We're going to cut this down and we're going to start making it shorter <clears throat> so yeah? that you How guys short? can entertain <laughs> like, so that, so that you guys can okay. get different parts and different a- aspects so from So like from literally the day. every video will probably be like 15 to 20. Okay. Our mental health topic was probably like lasted for like 40 minutes long though, seriously. So yeah. like, I don't know how that, we could have a video that's like 40 minutes long and then the rest of them is just gonna be tiny clips along the mm-hmm. way, like the video game topic. But yeah, just like be in tune for like multiple videos coming out mm-hmm. like that. He actually gave us the idea of doing that. So like, that's really smart, you know, to market to you guys so you guys could follow us and realize that we're like actually really cool to listen to. So, <laughs> and for those videos, if we can cut them down and then work them out like that, we can have them cut, edit it, and then have them come out like what, like next, like we could have the three part series of like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Someone comes out Wednesday, the next one comes out Thursday, the next really one comes smart. out Friday. Dude, I'll be too excited though. I want them all to come out on the same day. Don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, right? We'll do that. It's all about the anticipation and That's true. For. I'll be like you guys, being like, where's the next video? Because we have so many fans. I me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm really happy to have you guys like talk We're so happy on this podcast. Here. I love you guys. Love, love you too. too. Yeah. This is a really healthy, I, I'm just really bl- glad I'm like living with them because like we support each other so much and we help each other through so many hard times and this is like pure love you know especially with all the freaking dogs well, we have. Oh my God. Tanner when I you're know. back you're next <laughs> Tanner Barry he's gonna <laughs> be next podcast he's all gonna talk on the couch with us <laughs> I feel like everything we've been through has made us stronger mm. oh yeah for sure because it really is how you deal with things and forgiveness yeah that's true there's a lot we just don't want to miss out on because of if we get frustrated you know what I mean like yeah there's a lot that God has for us, I think. It's true. And I'm, I'm glad as we keep yeah. growing and just, like, really learn to understand who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Thank this will you. help us know ourselves better. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so anything else this you guys cool. want to add to? I mean, go out and love each other. Just freaking learn oh, to understand. Yes. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. What is it? Hold on, I need to give it an experience of the other day. Yeah, uh, This will be like a totally other topic, but but okay. in, in our world of division that we're having right now, yeah. it's really sad. 
because I'm a really outgoing person. Yeah. And usually wherever I go, I'm BSing with whoever I can talk to. <laughs> By the way, Division is a good game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he just BS. <laughs> since this mask thing has happened and the coronavirus and all this stuff, we've 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 had to cover our faces. Yeah. And we've had to cover our emotions with the mask because you can't tell how somebody's feeling if they have a mask over their face. Yeah, All you can see is their eyes. Yeah, so exactly. The other day I went to the chiropractor and there were three other people in the room. It's a really small room, the waiting room. And usually I sit down, hey, how you, how you doing? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And how's it going? Hey, how, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's who I am. But I sat down and I felt this friction in the room. And it was really uncomfortable. And that's when I realized, see, I wasn't wearing a mask. Everybody else was. I'm, it's a whole other topic. He's not right <laughs> and, um, But I saw everybody else. One lady got up and moved down a couple of seats because I wasn't wearing a mask. So I thought, you know what, I'll put a mask on. And I put the mask on. And I just felt the friction in the room. And I thought to myself, how sad of a time we've come to that... If there are people of other colors or whatever. I don't look at colors, so I don't see it that way. But they just—I was the only—I was the only white dude in the room, and I felt like I didn't belong. And me being raised in a Mexican family my whole life, you know, adopted twice. beers as a child, and it's just like I—I I didn't see race. I never saw race. It yeah. wasn't a part of my life. I didn't see it that way. Because he was raised in every culture. Like, he was raised in that environment. But to sit there in that room and and feel like I can't speak and say, Hi, hey, how's it going? Hey, wow, you smell hi, good today. You? Whatever yeah, I wanted to say. Good today. Well, some people <laughs> wear clothes. Like good. we said today at the, at, the, the, at the liquor store. We said, man, your cologne smells amazing. Yeah, how, would you, how, would you, how would you separate that we could see... That we could see color, but not race. Because I, I think that those are like two different things. Is that when we understand that somebody's a different color, but we don't see that they're a different race. Because then we understand that we're all just one. Well, because you have to look through the eyes of love. It doesn't because have to do with color. It doesn't have to do with anything. Like, you understand their color. You understand that the person's black or Hispanic, but you look at them with love. Why the Right. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if, if one of those persons would have got up and they would have tripped or something like that, I would have immediately, without hesitation, got up to help them. Are you okay? Yeah. Because that's who we naturally are. We're naturally people to love each other. We're, it, 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 it goes, back to, when, it goes yeah. back to when a baby is born and it, it, they're born premature and they're put into an incubator. It, there's been studies done that if you don't touch that baby, that baby dies. Oh, yeah. If you don't give any kind of affection to that baby, that baby dies. So we're in an age of not giving affection to each other, and we're dying spiritually. Yeah. Hmm. In China, and they just line the babies up when they're in the orphanage. They just line the crying babies up. No one holds them or anything. Wow. And it's sad. That's so sad. Because we're not brought up with love, and love is gone right now. So hmm. what I would like to do is suggest to everybody before we finish here yeah. is to which we still don't know how to do yet but no. we can all learn together We're as a community yeah. is if you see somebody that's not happy or, or, or is being a complete asshole to you tell them you love them yeah. God in love 
Tell them it's really hard to do it. I love you. It's super fucking hard. Because if you think about what they're going through and how they feel that way, and if you tell them that I love you, how can they respond to you with anything but love? Well, it's probably not their fault. Someone probably hurt them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So that's that and would be love, my message. For exactly. Them. Just all of our message, actually. Just go out and love someone and just try to understand what they're going through, like my papa said. There's not really much to say. You really fucking covered it. But, like, seriously, it's all about understanding it and thinking, not just irrationally going out there and just freaking assuming that, hey, they hurt me, then they're fucking bad. No. Just, like, really understand outside of your shoes, like, hey, they have a different life than me. So why not understand? Because we're all humans. We all live this life, so why not try to go out of our shoes and understand what other people are going through in their life? You know, it's kind of boring living our own life, so when I just, just like, ask them to put on their shoes. <laughs> we just walk we up to people and put on their shoes. shoes. That's our message. Understand okay. what you're going it's through. time we put on each other's what? shoes. Those Nike Adidas look awfully hard. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's our podcast, and we're going to have great future podcasts in the future. So tune in. Um, we'll link anything we did in the bio. Uh, what's that guy's name again? With the guy that does Tool? What's his name? Maynard. Uh, no, no, the guy that the guy oh, that uh, the key commentates. Of, the key of geese. The key, yeah, we'll we'll link him down below so or you can G's. check. Or my the key of G's. Yeah, my papa, my papa. <clears throat> uh, no, it's okay. Um, we've all been drinking, but my papa. <laughs> I haven't had a drink all <laughs> freaking night. I'm drinking water. <laughs> my papa showed me a couple of his videos today, and it's he's really good. fucking amazing. Cause he's a what is he a com com. He's a composer. He's a composer. He actually calls himself a decomposer, and he's just... <laughs> what the freak? He's a, yeah. He, he just, like he's just the most amazing. <laughs> he's awesome. The way he explains oh, things and the way I've seen it, his reactions remind mm -hmm. me of my papa's. Because when my papa's reacted... Remember when my papa reacts to Tool? He's like... He gets like all riled up and he cries. It kind of reminded me of that. Because like, you could feel the way Tool like freaking speaks to you. So yeah, just go check him out because you'll learn a lot. But yeah, so... And one more thing, if I could add. Yeah, go ahead. No. Please. <laughs> um, when Principessa was uh, oh 13 years old... <laughs> 13 and a half. She was sitting in the back of the car, and we were driving her back to her mom's house. Mm -hmm. And she looked like she was sad. I was always in tune with how she was feeling and whatever was going on. And I looked in the mirror, and I said, Principessa! She's like, yeah, Papa. Mm -hmm. I go, how much are you worth? And she said, what? I said, how much are you worth? If you could put a dollar value on you, how much are you worth? And she goes, 50 bucks? That's it. And I said, you're a great singer. You have a great personality. You're, you're a great actress. You have, yeah, you're right. beautiful. You have all these great qualities. I go, how much are you worth? And she said, 500 bucks <laughs> and then I said to her how much what if I told you that you're priceless what if I told you that there isn't a jewel in the world that they found that could pay for you how would you feel next and she kind of sat up and looked I go do you understand what I'm saying and she says yes and I go how much are you worth and she said priceless hmm. so I ask you how much are you worth you're priceless. Don't ever forget that. Hmm. I love that. <coughs> so. That's true. 
And I, it really affected me when he said that because I'm like, that gave me, like, literally when he said that, the first thing I thought of, what's the logic side of this? As a human being, how much am I worth? I'm not worth much. I haven't done anything with my life. I'm 13 years old. 50 bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, right when he said that, I'm a priceless. I'm like, literally a human being with emotions and understanding and who I am. It's just beautiful. You know, that just shows that we all can be priceless. We shouldn't have a dollar on our ass, you know? So. A dollar? <laughs> no, it matter how thick it is. It's just it's Maybe just, in our breasts. <laughs> Maybe in our breasts when we're working. Yeah. Does it's that just, mean we can use money to wipe our buns? Absolutely, <laughs> sis. Be you, be true. But yeah, um, it just opened my eyes. So like, if you could look at yourself as priceless, then that's just a huge step to like... Really? Shush! Shush. You're priceless. How much you worth? Wait, <laughs> I was priceless. saying something. That's just a huge step to accepting yourself. So... Yeah, we're closing out this video today in a wholesome note and just like, I don't know, it was nice. Yes, we. Yes. Sorry. We'll probably Wait, stop one, it when you pop in. Queef. We got you. So you guys have a good night. We love you guys. Um, we'll come back next week with more videos. Yeah. Would you like to say bye to them? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Uh-huh. Would you guys? <laughs> exactly. Make it look a high, make no, it look a high needle. <laughs> we'll love each other. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you don't like make it look a high?